Brother David said, Brother Rodriguez is going to be preaching tonight. And I thought, which one? Look at your neighbor and say, which one? We've got more than one Brother Rodriguez. We've got a, we've got a couple of Brother Rodriguez's right up here in the music department. every single one of these have been a great blessing we thank God for him in Jesus name but it's great to have brother Benjamin Rodriguez at Cornerstone this morning now um, in my travels I have the opportunity to meet some people and sometimes when I, when I meet certain people, I feel like the Holy Ghost kind of just says that one right there. And Brother Benjamin Rodriguez is one of those people. Um, I don't really know this young man other than just have visited with him a little bit. And we've seen each other around. And, but God definitely put this young man on my heart to have him come and preach to us today. Now... This weekend was supposed to be our back-to-school revival. And so when I called Brother Rodriguez, I said, man, we really want you to come. It'll be a back-to-school revival. But I did not know that Friday night, all of our young people were at a place called Firefall. Was it good? Brother Kifle was one of the speakers, and um, our, all of our young people were there. So I want... I want this young man to come, and I want him to follow the Holy Ghost. Let's just, let's just do away with the back-to-school revival, and I just want you to follow the Holy Ghost and take this thing to another level. And we are delighted that he's here. Would you put your hands together as the man of God comes in Jesus' name? Amen. Why don't we clap our hands and give that unto the Lord? Amen. Come on, is anyone thankful for what you feel in this house this morning? Amen. Come on, there surely is a presence of God that is in this house today. And I wonder if just for a couple more moments, we can lift up our hands and give Him pure praise and give Him pure worship. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh God, we love you, Jesus. Come on, that's it. Why doesn't someone just reach out? Come on, why doesn't someone just love after the Lord right now? God, we give you great praise. God, we give you great worship. God, you are the King of all kings. God, you are the Lord of all lords. Hallelujah. Is anyone thankful to be in the house of the Lord on this Sunday morning? Amen. If you are, why don't you give God one more king clap of praise? Amen. Praise God. Amen. It's a tremendous honor to be here today in a cornerstone. Um, I have never had the opportunity to come see um, what God has been doing, but I have always heard um, from what God has been doing over different years. Um, I grew up at the Rock Church and always would hear Bishop Wilson talk about um, this church and the Mayos, and even though, like your pastor mentioned, I had not been tremendously close with them, I always, um, to join Brother Gazande, said he's been a hero of mine, amen, and um, just to, to know what God has done in his life, and it's a tremendous honor to be here, and as I look across this congregation, there's a lot of people here that I that I love very dearly, and a lot of friends, and it's a, it's a big surprise to see all the people here um, that I didn't know that, um, that I was going to see them here today, and I don't want to go down the list, and but uh, I love every single one of you all, and it's a tremendous treat to see you all. Amen. Um, I, uh, and before getting started, um, your pastor mentioned my family and I were missionaries to the country of Mexico. We have been there now for the last four years, and um, I would like to give a quick report, amen, of what God is doing in that nation of Mexico. Amen. Um, it's been about four years, like I had mentioned previously, that God has sent my family down there. And we have been down there working and praying and trying to build out. My grandfather had been there since the year of 1984. And he had built a church, a strong church. And we had went and we were praying and believing that God was going to send a greater revival and God was going to add to his church. And it has been that this year we have seen God do things that have been completely blowing our mind. And it was actually this last Friday or Saturday. Amen. 
Um, you, may, you may take your seats today. I'm just going to take one or two, three minutes, amen, giving a quick report, amen, of what God is doing, amen. It was this last Friday that I recently went down to southern Mexico, and we have been down there because it was this last year in our vacation Bible school. It's one of the efforts that we have every single year. It's one of our biggest initiatives. Um, it was that this year we had a record-breaking crowd of 180 children, amen, that came from all over from the community, and they came to the church. We didn't bring buses and we didn't bring vans. All these children walked to our church. Many of these children do not go to church and they had come. And it's on the last night that we go and we have a crusade type service and we pray and teach. These kids will be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And it was in that same service this last year, not this year, in 2021, that we, put, we were put in contact with a Trinitarian pastor and his wife that were related to someone from California. And they got in contact with us and they said, you need to go all the way to Ensenada. And our church is in Ensenada, and it's on the topmost part, northern part of our country. And they are from Oaxaca, which is in one of the southern parts of Mexico. And they, they flew them out to where we we're at so they could come and receive more teaching about the doctrine and oneness and Jesus' name, baptism, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. And it was there last year that we were there in the office while our VBS was going on that we began to speak with them and we began to talk with them about just Jesus named baptism and, and they, they, they were receiving it they were eating everything that we were giving them and they said man I see it I, I, I believe it and it was there that we were began to teach them and work with them that they said man I, I, I see this and I want to be baptized in Jesus name and it was there as we were talking we tell them well you know we can baptize you right now and they said okay well we do want to be baptized and but before we went there we began to talk a little bit about the Holy Ghost and Pastor Mayo, that pastor's wife, she stopped us and she said, well, now I see what you're saying. I see it in the scripture where you're pointing out that Jesus named baptism and, and, and I, we, we see this. We see the mighty God in Christ. They said, but we really don't believe that the Holy Ghost is still being poured out like that. And we, we really believe that people, when they speak in tongues, they're making stuff up. She said, I, I don't believe that it's happening just like that. And we looked at this lady. I said, okay, that's all right. You can have your opinion. I said, but ma'am, I want to let you know that God is still pouring out His Spirit. That God is still giving that initial evidence of receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost by speaking in another tongue. And this woman had her doubts and she was skeptical. But we went down, down that night. It was the last night of vacation Bible school. And as my mom was teaching, giving her, her dynamics of the school uh, to, the, to the children about the gift of the Holy Ghost that we called all those little kids, all those babies up. And it was there in the altar call that we had all our people from our church and our ministry come and lay hands. And those kids, and they went up and they were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. But it was in the middle of all those children, that pastor's wife walked up as well. And she lifted up her hands. And when she lifted up her hands, God filled her with the gift of the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. And we looked at that lady and we said, ma'am, do you hear yourself? You hear yourself speaking in another tongue? She said, yes, I hear myself. And it was ever since that place that we have went down. And this last weekend, we have been there in that city. There is no apostolic church in that city of Watulco. Well, there wasn't a year ago, but we went down that year and we went down this year, this last weekend, working and teaching with that family and the people in their church and people are receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. There are people that are there receiving what God has. This last Friday, we were invited to a Trinitarian pastor's anniversary and we preached about the name of Jesus and we preached about the Holy Ghost and it was there in that service up in the jungles of Oaxaca that people were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And hey, let me just tell you something. God is still pouring out His Spirit and it happens everywhere. It doesn't just work in one place. It just doesn't work in the metropolitan areas of America. But you can take it to the jungles. You can take it to the deserts. You can take it everywhere. And it works. And it works. And it works. one of the most beautiful things and God is doing amazing things I was telling your pastor it's just so many things that are going on this in the last month God has opened up a tremendous door we have been in a not so great area in our community and in this last month through prayer and we have seen a building downtown right where God has and it was currently occupied by a church it was um a building that many people use for conventions and we would pray and the people would come down and visit us and they would say man that that's your building you you need that building we would pray and we would believe and 
through a crazy set of circumstances, this building fits over 1,500 people right downtown. And we prayed and we, were, we ended up getting in contact with that pastor. And this month we signed papers on that contract to move into that new building right downtown. Amen. We give God worship. We give God praise for that. Amen. And I just want to let someone know here today that what God is doing here in Spokane is God's doing all over the world. God ain't just doing it in Mexico, but God is doing it in Korea, Brother Jones. God is doing it in the Middle East. God is doing it for whosoever will. And if you will just hear what God has to say to the church, let me tell someone something. That message that was preached on the day of Pentecost by Peter is still working today because when that message was given. It still works when you say it in English and it still works when you say it in Spanish. Does anyone still believe that that message works? Because in Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Y Pedro les dijo, arrepentidos y bautizase cada uno de vosotros en el nombre de Jesucristo para el perdón de los pecados y recibiréis el don del Espíritu Santo. It works in every language. It works in every tape. Does anyone know it works? Praise God, amen. I don't, I don't want to take up more time because if I keep on talking more about what God is doing, amen, I'll, I'll get a little excited, amen. But we are seeing God do amazing things. We're building new churches and new communities. God is adding to the church. There's miracles, there's signs, and there's wonders, amen, because that's what's supposed to happen, amen. I know that I'm in a church here today that is seeing the miraculous, that is seeing the gifts of the Spirit operate, that's seeing the fruits of the Spirit be produced, because that's what's about, amen. That's what it's about, being apostolic. And I believe that I'm in a church here that knows that and believe that. And we thank you for your support. We thank you for giving to our work. Um, it, it's a tremendous, much to my family and to myself. And um, we thank you all for that. If we could all stand here today. feel an amazing spirit that is in this house here today and I believe the Lord is here to minister I believe the Lord is here to work and I believe that God has something special for us tonight in this house today does anyone believe that amen if we could quickly turn to the book of Isaiah I'll be reading three verses of scripture um, if we can just turn to Isaiah 59 19 I'll just read the other two verses of scripture amen when you're there you can shout amen It says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood. Can anyone say like a flood? It says that the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Can everyone say standard? Isaiah 11.10 says, And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse which shall stand for an ensign of the people. To which shall the Gentiles seek and his rest shall be glorious. And our final verse today is John 12.32. And it says, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. I will draw all men unto me. Why don't we put our Bibles down one more time and why don't we lift up our hands. Why don't we pray right now in this service that God would move in this place and have his complete will be done and established in this house. Come on, why don't we begin to pray and believe that the Lord will begin to move in this service even right now. Come on, for the people that have come in here broken, for the people that have come in here tired and weary, for the people that have come here needing answers. Come on, for someone that feels like you're barely making it by. Come on, someone that just feels like you had just come to a normal Sunday morning service. Let me remind you here today that you have come into a house where the King of glory is. Come on, he is the Lord, strong and mighty and battle. Come on, someone give him praise today. Someone give him worship. Someone give him a hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. In this house today. Today I would like to preach to us very shortly by this topic. Lifting up the flag. Lifting up the flag. 
Our society understands the power and the significance of a flag. Flags have powerful meanings, and they can evoke the emotions of an individual. We know that people cry over flags. People sing songs about them. They put them outside of their homes. People will fight over flags. People will go to war behind a flag. And people are willing to lay down their life over a flag. And it was not so long ago that an athlete stirred our society and brought a whole nation at odds for deciding to either stand or kneel to a flag. And regardless of where the party stood, both camps understood that action must be taken because this flag represents something. It's more than just fabric and it's more than just stitches, but it represents something. See, the significance of a flag is something that goes back all the way to the Old Testament, where God instructed Moses to create banners and standards that would represent each one of the 12 tribes of Israel. And on these flags, they had special things like that we have seen on flags here today, like animals or different objects. And it was here that one could look at and identify from each individual tribe. See, these banners and these, standard, these, banners and these standards or flags were not simply created so flags could, or so the tribes could express their own individuality. But these flags and banners and standards were created so when the trumpet would sound in the tribe of Israel and all the men that were in the camp, they could begin to look around and scan their surroundings and they could begin to look for the flag or the banner. Because that trumpet that would sound would be a sound that would let them know that it was time to go to war. And that flag would be a rallying point, if you would, for the men of war in that day to begin to find that point that they needed to stand under and be ready to march into battle. See, and it is the inhabitants of the land of that place of Canaan that understood and heard of the people of Israel. And they had heard that they were killing giants uh, and they were slaying kings. And they were bringing down the federations uh, of the different kings that were in that land. Uh, and they knew that this was not just an ordinary group of people. They knew they were not just a random group of individuals that got together. But they knew that as they were going forth and they were walking forth to the land of Canaan, uh, that they were adding territory uh, to their nation. Uh, and they were going forth and killing giants uh, and killing kings uh, but they begin to hear the stories uh, from the other kings uh, and the other lands uh, and the other armies uh, that would come up against the people of Israel and they would begin to hear uh, the amazing stories uh, that would bring fear down in the hearts of the people that were in that land because they knew it was not just an ordinary army and they knew it was not just an ordinary host but they begin to hear that this was an army and this was a people whose God fought for them. See, this was a group of people that understood they had their own gods. And they had their own deities. And they had their own people that they worshipped. But as they begin to hear about a people that were walking forth through the land of Canaan. And as they were going forth and adding to the territory that God had promised them. That they begin to realize that these people are different than every other people that we have come in contact with. It's more than just because they're great in battle. It's more than just because they're strong and mighty but they had an understanding and they had a revelation that this is a people whose Lord fights for them and whose Lord fights with them and it was that understanding that they had fear down in their heart when they would see the people of Israel begin to encroach on their territory begin to encroach on their land that they understood that although we might see an army and although we might see a people we are not just fighting groups of individuals but we are fighting the Lord of this people and it was in that time that these people that understood that these people were going forth on a mission to take land and to take territory and they would see flags from other people that would be marching forth as a battle flag and they would see the representation from wherever that flag would be from but when they would see the flag of Israel they would understand that there was something greater that came than just with the group of people. See, because as they would be there on a march, or they would be there ready to go forth into battle, that they would be flag bearers that would go out before the people, and they would go out before the army. And their job and their sole purpose was to carry that flag, to begin to lift up a representation 
of not of that individual, but of what was on the flag. See, and although that that man would walk, yes, by himself out front to begin to let the people know in front of him what was coming behind him. See, and when they would begin to see this individual and they said, oh, it's just one person. There's no reason to fear that there would be fear that would come in their hearts because they understood that a flag bearer represented much more than just one individual. But if that man carried that flag, and if that man lifted up that standard, that that man was carrying the representation of what that flag bore and what that flag represented. And as they would see that man walk over the horizon, and they could not see the armies behind him, and they could not see the cattle behind him, and they could not maybe see the soldiers, they understood, although I may not see it, I know it is coming. Because that man would not carry the flag if he did not have the backing of what that flag represented and I would like to let someone know today that maybe even in those times that they saw and they did war against the other nations when they saw the flag of the tribes of Israel they understood yes there's an army and there's a host that is coming behind him but they knew that even when they saw the host that there was the Lord of the host that was coming behind them as well that yes they might have came by themselves and yes they might have come just with their groups and the numbers that they had but there was a God that was on that flag there was a Lord that was walking with them fighting for them right alongside of them and they would carry that flag because they understood this flag represents something much bigger than the individual and we can begin to read in Exodus chapter 17 that it is right after they begin to win a war against the Amalekites that they call on the name of Jehovah and they call him Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner. Then immediately they begin to describe and say, as we lift up Jehovah and as we lift up his name, that he is our battle flag, that he is our representation. And he is what defines us. And he is what identifies us. And as we begin to read in the verses that we read in Isaiah 59. And as they begin to speak. As they begin to say that if the Lord would be lifted up. That his enemies would be scattered. And that he would draw all men unto him. What God was letting the people of Israel know. That no longer are you going to be lifting up a flag of fabric like all the other inhabitants. To begin to rally and just, just deal with and, and lean on the strength of humanity. And shrink, lean on the strength of mankind. But I will become your banner. I will become the one that you represent. I will be the one uh, that will back everything that you claim. Uh, and that you march in if you will lift me up. Uh, and we begin to see that the Lord... Uh, will begin to speak to a people that understood the significance and the power that was inside of a flag. That people could see a flag and they knew it was more than just that man or that woman. But there was a backing. We can begin to talk about people that will go forth to different lands and they will take a flag and they will plant it in the ground and they will claim it for that country. They will go up to mountaintops and they'll take up their flag and they'll plant it on that mountain huh? and they'll say this belongs huh, to my country huh? come on they took the American flag huh, up to the moon huh, to begin to state that this belongs to us huh? because a flag represents huh, something much greater huh, than that man or that individual could represent huh? but the flag represents the spirit huh? the flag represents the identity the flag represents the values huh, of something that you are trying to bring huh, wherever you carry that flag huh? wherever you carry that flag we understand that it represents something come on we are here in the United States of America this morning and I was raised in a military family and my dad taught me wherever that flag flies it means freedom it means peace it means we begin to restore some things and it doesn't matter where that flag is but if the flag will wave it represents that maybe there is no peace here yet maybe there is no liberty here yet but if you will just lift up that flag 
wherever you are there will be a representation that will follow behind you there will be a representation and a demonstration if you walk forth with the authority of the one where the flag stands behind and can I preach to someone here today that the Lord said he would be our banner he would be the one that would fight for us he is the Lord of angel armies he is the Lord God strong and mighty in battle he is the Lord of hosts and I want to let someone know today if you will just lift up the name of Jesus all your problems will dissipate if you will lift up the name of Christ his enemies will be scattered I want to preach to someone today no we may not hang out flags physically here today but when we lift up the name of Christ when we speak like Christ when we act like Christ we are lifting up the name of Jesus Come on, to understand this, you need to understand the power that happens when Jesus is elevated. Because when Jesus is elevated, everything changes. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. If you will let Jesus be elevated above your circumstance, above your problem, everything has got to change. Everything has got to change. What are you saying here today? I'm telling you that the beauty of lifting up a representation of the God of peace come on what will begin to happen you can begin to stick a claim wherever you are and lift up the flag in the middle of chaos in the middle of turbulence in the middle of a drug infested home in the middle of debauchery if you will lift up Jesus there is a God who said I am that banner and I will stand alongside of you He's a God who will never leave us nor forsake us. He's a God that sticks closer than a brother. I'm here to let you know here today that the answers to your problems, the answers to your issues is lifting up Jesus. You want to know how to begin to step out of the problems that you are? Just lift up Jesus. Just lift up his name. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. Because there was a promise that said, when the enemy shall come in like a flood. Then it says lift up the banner. It does not say lift up the flag before that you are flooded. It doesn't say make sure that you lift it up before the problems come. But the beauty of the situation is that God said you can be surrounded. You can be inundated. You can feel attacked on all sides. But I want to let you know, if you will just lift up my name, if you will lift up my character, if you will lift up my identity, if we will love what he loves and hates what he hates, we will begin to see that God says, I can stand behind that. That man that carries that flag, I can walk behind that. I want to tell someone today, you want to know how to begin to fight that temptation you want to know how to get the enemy fleeing from you all you do is lift up the character of Christ lift up the identity of Christ and his enemies shall be scattered you just begin to talk about Jesus in the workplace I bet that person ain't gonna come around you and keep on asking you those questions come on if you begin to speak like a Christian act like a Christian I believe that your past mates will begin to say hey you know what I think that he's not welcoming what we've been doing but the answer is lifting up the name of Jesus see but the beauty of the situation is you can be in the middle of problems you can be in the middle of distress you can be in the middle of a place where the enemy is attacking you and there is spiritual opposition on every side where you feel like you are being buffeted by the principalities of your city where you feel like people are just there to see your demise you feel like people are praying prayers against you you feel like the enemy has personally sent devils to your house to begin to see you call it up and to call quits and to 
give up on what God has mandated you to be. I want to let you know that although you might feel persecuted, although you might feel surrounded, although you might feel like you are different and odd, that that is exactly where God has called you to be. Because it is in the middle of persecution. It is in the middle of being buffeted. It is in the middle of feeling like the enemy is going to make you drown. That if you will lift up the name of Jesus, that all shall see that it was the Lord of the banner that brought him out. Because you know what? He should not have kept his job because everyone was up against him. Everybody was trying to put claims on him. Everyone was trying to report him. But you kept on doing what God had asked you to be. You did not compromise. You did not give up your convictions. And God will see you through because you will lift up that banner. Because you will lift up his name. Because you will bear his identity. Because you will do what he asks you to do. Come on, God is a spirit. Huh? Come on. And he that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Huh? You want to know how do you lift up the banner? I ain't got a flag here today, Brother Rodriguez. No, huh? but let me tell you something. Huh? If you will bear the fruits of the spirit, huh? you'll lift up a flag wherever you are. Huh? If you will pray that God would give you the bear, the fruits of the Spirit wherever you are, I'm going to tell you there will be a flag that will be lifted at your work. There will be a flag that will be lifted at your school. And I understand that this is not a covering service here today, but I want to let someone know here today that maybe you have already started your school year. You have already felt like the pressures of the world, and you have let fear and anxiety come and rush you and bum rush your mind because this is the year where you just got to make sure you survive. You're just praying and hoping on that the things that you received at a camp throughout the week and the touches and the words of prophecy that you received at conference will make you last and make you fight away from the things that are attacking you and there's fear and anxiety on you student because you don't know if you're going to be able to withstand the things that made you fall last year. Come on that fear and anxiety mom and dad that gets a hold of you every single day that you send your kids to school because you're thinking oh I hope that they don't fall. I hope they don't taint their calling. I hope they don't forfeit. I hope they don't abort their anointing. I hope they don't allow themselves to become fixated on earthly things. I know what it is like to feel that. I know what it's like to start a school here as a freshman with over 40 people from my church going to public high schools. I also know what it's like to only graduate with four or five because they could not withstand against the pressure and they could not allow themselves to fight against the spirits that were buffeting them and attacking them. But you know what? I received a revelation in the middle of my school years that the way that I'm going to last in this place the way that I'm going to last in the middle of debauchery, in the middle of sin, in the middle of persecution, is not by me beginning to draw a line around myself and saying, I hope they don't touch me. But the way that I am going to last uh, is deciding that I am going to take territory. The way that we are going to begin to last in the problems uh, and the issues uh, in the society that we live in, uh, the enemy's not going to stop trying to take territory from you. Uh, the enemy's going to come and try to attack you. Uh, the enemy's going to try to take your victory. Uh, from last Sunday. Uh, the enemy's going to try to take that word uh, that was deposited into your spirit uh, and maybe you might lose uh, a little bit of ground uh, on one week. Uh, but if you will constantly push uh, and press uh, to take territory, uh, you will not lose that war. Uh, you will not lose that battle. Uh, but if you will begin to make sure, it says, you know what? Uh, I am surrounded by sin. Uh, I am surrounded by perversion. Uh, my students, uh, my teachers uh, are all talking about this. But you know what? If you will just lift up the flag and say, oh, no, but they're persecuting me. But they're calling me out. But they're saying, they already know I go to that church. They already know I belong to those people. They can tell by the way that I dress. Even though I'm trying to make sure I get the latest releases of the sneakers to show them I still fit in a little bit. That I'm not totally weird. Even though I can just maybe just style my hair just a little bit when mom drops me off. Just, just, 
I'm normal, y'all. Yeah, but we've seen your mom. We've seen her dress. <laughs> and you might be trying to change and to cover up. Just, oh, I'm not trying to give up on my identity completely. Oh, but I just want to begin to shift and, and change and tap just a little bit. So I am no longer separated. I am no longer persecuted. But I want to let someone know here today that we understand that we are a light. We are a city set on a hill. And the Lord will purposely let us stand out, whether it be through persecution, so that his name can be exalted. You, you might be rejecting the very thing that God wants to use to set you up to begin to win your whole entire school. You might be rejecting the very thing that God is gifting you so that you can begin to say, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe they have rejected me now because last year I was acting like them, but this year I, I prayed through. And you know what? I have, I have consecrated and I'm fasting and I'm praying and I'm reading the word and I'm, I'm at the church and I'm praying. Uh, and I have decided that I'm going to be different. But let, let, what, what if I would present to you that more than you just allowing yourself to be isolated, that you will lift him up anyhow? Because if you allow yourself to be put in those situations, uh, there is a paradox when you lift up the flag. It seems like a paradox to us uh, that when you lift up the banner of Christ, that his enemies will be scattered. Things that repel him in this anti-God, anti-Christian, anti-spirit world, they become repelled. But he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Huh. And we see the greatest example of persecution that Jesus went through. There has never been anyone, there is no person that has ever been through the things that Jesus Christ went for us to die for our sins. And it was through the persecution, it was through the beating, and it was through the attacking that as he began to, he was put and nailed to that cross. When he was nailed to that cross and they put those nails in his hands and they whipped him and they beat him and they put a spear through his side that as he was being persecuted huh? that he was put on a hill of Golgotha he was put in a place where the enemy was looking to ridicule him huh? to put a mockery of him huh? he was then put in the place for all to see for all to watch huh? and is when he was lifted up on that cross huh? and he fell down in that hole where that cross was put huh? and as his enemies were scattered when the earthquake came huh? and the thunderings came huh? and everyone fell on the ground huh? but when he was allowed himself to submit himself to the pain of the cross when he was lifted up he has never stopped drawing men and women from that point forward yes he scattered his enemies but more than that there was a draw there was a draw there was a drawing that started that day that has never stopped because God is still drawing from that time that he was elevated and all God is asking is will you lift me up in your schools will you lift me up more than just on a Sunday but will you lift me up tomorrow will you lift me up on Tuesday will you lift me up on Thursday will you lift me up on Friday will you lift me up even if you feel persecuted even if you feel attacked even if you feel downtrodden I want to let you know you might be alone yes you might be the only person that's living for God in your home but if you will lift up the character of Christ, if you will act and speak like him, if you will act and walk like him, if you will be like him, there is a God in heaven that will see a flag lifted up and he said that is what I back, that is what I fight for, that is who I stand alongside you want to know how to get out of the problems because you say hey I can't get out of this situation myself this is too big, it's too bad, there's no way I can make it, you know what you might be right and I'm here to let you know you are right you can't do it you can't get out of it but if you will lift him up even if you feel flooded even if you feel broken even if you feel like there you're not gonna make it through another Sunday that there is a God in heaven who sees the flag being lifted in the middle of the debauchery in the middle of the sin in the middle of the pain come on there's someone here today huh, that you are surrounded huh, you are going through hell huh, you don't know how you're going to make it huh. 
Oh, uh, why don't you lift up the flag? Why don't you lift up that flag? Come on, even if your husband is fighting you and he doesn't want you to keep on heading the church. Come on, and you feel persecuted. You are flooded because you make, you see it every day. You see it every night. You see it every morning. And the only time that you can come to a place of escape, it is in the house of Lord. But I want to let you know that it is in the places where you are most surrounded by darkness that you will shine the brightest. And if you will lift up Jesus, if you will speak Jesus, Church, it's just that simple. It is that simple. There is no other greater revelation than the name of Jesus. There is no greater thing that we can preach. There is no greater song that we can sing. There is nothing more that is greater than the revelation of the mighty God in Christ. And if you will preach him, if you will live like him, if you will love people like he loved them, I want to let you know, you want to see the miraculous, you want to see the gifts of the Spirit, you ain't got to keep on finding sermons that tell you how to operate in the gifts. All you got to do is just love like him. All you got to do is just be like him. All you got to do is lift him up in the morning, lift him up in the afternoon. Lift them up in the noon time. Lift them up before you go to bed. Lift them up when they curse at you. Lift them up when they slap you. Lift them up when they're talking behind your back. Lift them up when you're crying in your car. Lift them up when you know that they're trying to plan your demise. Lift up the God of angel armies. He is Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my banner. I can stand alone because even if I stand alone that there is a God in heaven I'm going to ask if someone can help me play because I'm coming to a close. The problem, the reason we don't see things that maybe we want to see is because we are lifting things up. Everything, we lift up everything but the banner of Jesus Christ. We may not even recognize it. We may not even understand it. But we ought to never. We might have our own opinions. We might all come from different backgrounds. Multicultural. Multi-ethnic. Multi-socioeconomic. Because this is a church for whosoever will. This is a church that it does not matter where you were born. It does not matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter if you... Don't even know how to read or write. That God will use you and He will fill you with His Spirit. <sighs> Pastor Mayo, this last Thursday, probably one of the greatest experiences in my life for living for God that I will never forget took place. We were there in that, in that city of Oaxaca, that state. And there was a man who lives in our city of Ensenada who's from that place in Oaxaca. We had no clue how we got connected later, we told him. Yeah, we're going down to Oaxaca. We're starting a church in Watulco. There's no apostolic church in that whole city. He said, really? My mom lives 45 minutes to an hour from there. When you're there, you go and you talk to my mom. See, because when he came to Ensenada, he was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost and baptized in Jesus' name. And, and, and that, that man, Valentin, that man, he tells everybody about Jesus. He goes and he's, he's there when I see him in the morning. I hear him reading his Bible. And he's just on his phone. He was there working on our church. And, and before, and he, after he was starting to tell the people, before he even went to our church, man, what are you doing? You got to get in church. And just, just, just an ultimate soul winner. And, and we went down there and we got in contact with his mother. And we went down there. We drove all the way to this, to this mountainous area. She had no address. He said, you go buy that house that's made of palm leaves by the third palm tree. <laughs> he told us her name. And we said, hey, does anyone know where Doña Sofia's at? Well, no, yes, over here. We finally, she was outside and we were FaceTiming Valentin. And we said, hey, is your name Sofia? She said, yes. 
Who's asking? She didn't say it in English. She said, ¿Quién está preguntando? And we said, well, do you know this man? And she said, it was an elderly lady hunched over. Very simple home. No doors. There were chickens everywhere. <laughs> and we went there and she said, oh yeah, that's my boy. That's Valentin. She had never seen FaceTime. And I was surprised she wasn't surprised by that. And he said, Mom, these are the pastors that I was talking to you about that are going to explain to you Jesus' name baptism like I've been talking to you. See, and as we began to talk to her, I'm Mexican-American, so I English and Spanish. And I, I grew up in a home speaking both, but at first my Spanish wasn't as fluent. And I went down to Mexico and they beat it into me. But as I was hearing her speak Spanish, it wasn't normal. It was different. And in that area, they have lots of indigenous populations and communities. And she began to say, yeah. Um, we asked her, do you speak an indigenous language? She said, oh yeah, I, I speak Zapoteco, which is a language from that area. And she said, I taught all my, my kids all know it. Valentin knows it. But they all know Castilian. I said, Castilian? That's what she called Spanish from the times when the, when the Spaniards came. And she still didn't call it Spanish. She called it Castilian. And as we were there and as we were talking to her, that we were realizing that there was, a, there was a little bit of a language barrier. So we called Valentina. We spoke to Valentina. And I said, we need you to translate what we're telling her because we don't think everything is, we think some things are being lost. And she said, okay. And as we begin to speak with her, about the name of Jesus and about the power that was in the name of Jesus and of what Jesus could do for her and what Jesus would do if she would just take on his name and let his, him be sealed by the name of Christ. That she, was I was there, that I began to see him begin to speak to him in this indigenous language. And she said, yeah, this makes sense. I want to be baptized. But it was there that we took down this lady who lives 10 minutes from one of the most beautiful beaches that I've seen in my whole life. Had not been to the beach in decades. We went down there. We took that lady who barely spoke Spanish in a place where there was not a lot of people around. But what happened was her son saw someone lift up the flag of Jesus all the way in Ensenada and took on the name and received his spirit. But what he did not do was not just receive the experience and experience the God of the flag and the God that was heard. But he decided, I'm going to fly my flag for all to see. It's, I can't explain how God allowed something to happen over a thousand miles, 1,200 miles away. And as you will lift up, God will find the people that are needing. Because the scripture says, it's a promise. It is a promise. He said, if I shall be lifted up. He said, if I shall be lifted up, I will he did not say I might. I'll think about it. He said I will. I will draw all men unto me. And I want to let you know that what you think might be the only lifeline. The same thing that is the lifeline to save you and to keep you from being inundated from the attacks of the enemy. Is the very same thing that will save all those that are around you. We could all lift up our hands right now and pray. You want to know how to make it? Just lift up the name of Jesus. Even if you can barely mutter a word, 
mutter the name of Jesus. If you can barely get it out, just call on his name. Ma'am, sir, if you are in this house tonight and you feel like you are being attacked by hell, you can't sleep at night. You can't get off the drugs. You can't put down the Budweiser. You can't stop shooting up. You can't stop hitting up. You can't stop hooking up. Let me tell you something today that what you feel in this house, the representation of what you feel, what you hear, what you see, is that the Lord that is being lifted up in this house is present and He is able to heal. He is able to restore. He is able to put back together. He is able to change everything. Because when you lift up that God, that God shows up. If you lift up his name, he shows up. Right now, I want us all to stand in this house. We are going to all call on the name of Jesus Christ right now. Come on, the God. The King of glory. Come on, if you are in this house here today and you have never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, I want you to understand that He is our Savior. He will save you. Come on, I'm glad that you know who Jesus is. But you got to get in the family of Christ. And the way that you get in the family of Christ is when you take on His name in baptism. Because you were born with dysfunction. You were born with problems. You were born with hurt. But if you will begin to take on the name of the God who no sin. Come on, it was tempted, but did not fail. Then he will let you be born as a new creature. And if you will come up to this front and lift up your hands, the King of glory that has entered this house will come and enter your soul, will come and enter your heart, and he will begin to change everything. Come on, right now, these altars are open. Come on, if you are hurting, Come on, if you need a spirit, you come up to this front. But ma'am and sir, if you got the spirit, if you got it, and you feel like you are being flooded, you call on the name. Come on, right now, I believe he's giving a shift right now. Come on, someone let the presence of God sweep in this house. Come on, that's it, come on. Come on, student, how are you going to make it another year? How are you going to make it a junior year? How are you going to make it through junior year when your parents aren't even solid living for God? You lift up his name when you're in geometry class. Lift up his name when you're in your house and your parents are fighting. Lift up the name. Come on, someone call on the name of Christ. Come on, the Holy Ghost is in this house. Come on, ask if someone can help me find individuals and link up right now in this place for people that are needing prayer. Yes, come on, that's it. Come on, someone's got to call on the name. Someone's got to lift up the name. Someone lift up the name of Jesus. Someone call on the name of Jesus. Come on. Jesus, I will lift you up. Jesus. You lift up the name of Jesus. You want depression free. You lift up the name of Jesus. You want anxiety dissipate. 